Welcome to Scare Zone Halloween Horror Nights podcast. Bart Scott, how the Halloween are you? It's been a little bit of a break. I went on vacation. It's been a while. Yeah. And I went on vacation and they made decided to finally make some announcements. Of course. And we were like, we're going to go jump right back on episodes. And then I feel like these announcements kind of came and went. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I don't want to be Mr. Bummer here, but let's say we're not Halloween Horror Nights super fans. If you're looking at this lineup, it's not quite there for me yet. And we're not that far out. We're only like, what, 60 days out? Probably, uh, somewhere around there. At the time of this recording, it is July 8th. So a little less. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, it's I, fine. I'm ha- it's 50-50 for me. Well, let's go through it, I guess. We need a problem. Cause, yeah, because I'm psyched about the Monsters House. Yeah, yeah. We're all, I, yeah. Everybody's excited about that, you know. Um, even if you're not a hardcore, diehard, whatever you said, a Horror Nights fan. Yeah. Uh, the original Halloween, maybe for some people. As yeah, you said, so, I'm just kind of like, all right, we've seen yeah, Michael Myers many times. but It's been something rumored for a while. So, yeah, the official announcement, no. in case you don't know, is Halloween, the 1978 Halloween, the original, the OG Halloween, converted to a haunted house. And we have seen that happen for movies like The Shining and you know, over the years where they've Ghostbusters, where they've taken a movie and said, this is going to be a walkthrough experience of that movie and the beats from that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've seen it for Halloween in the sense of it being, we've seen, obviously seen uh, Jason, uh, not Jason, Michael Mark. Myers uh, ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if we've seen them actually say beat for beat. We saw Halloween 2 and then Halloween 4. <laughs> uh, remember yeah. that house? Uh, so maybe this will give you a, a bit of nostalgic boost here. That it's They almost need to market that a little bit better, that this is a not just another house, that this is a beat-for-beat beat story of the movie. Yeah, and, you know, I will say that thinking about last year's uh, Texas Chainsaw House, which mm-hmm. we also were not that stoked about. No. And I ended up really enjoying it. It, I mean, was, it was fun. It was a fun experience. It was fun to walk through the sets. It was interesting that they included uh, some of the characters from the second movie, things like that. So I, I'm I'm optimistic. I mean, I, look, it's it's going to be fine. It's going to be fun. It's definitely, Michael Myers is definitely an icon. There's no denying it. So, I mean, I'm fine with it, but yeah, it doesn't get me super excited. Yeah, it's. I'll go through yeah. it. Hopefully we enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Sure but we will. This- I mean, I wasn't even that excited about the Halloween 4 house. No. And I wouldn't say it was one of my favorites, but <laughs> no, it was I don't, fine. I vaguely remember it. I love the Halloween 2 one. Yeah, so I didn't go uh, there. Halloween 2, which I actually, I mean, maybe I'm one of those people. I prefer Halloween 2 in terms of visuals. Oh. Because you have the hospital and you have all those different things that happen that I felt like I was more familiar with Halloween 2 than maybe I am even with the original Halloween. So I yeah. may need to go back and and watch kind of what I missed and see, uh, not what I missed, but what I haven't really seen in a while. So you have those fresh feelings towards it. I also think with all of the Halloween movies and the more recent ones, and isn't there one coming this year or next year? Uh, yeah, Halloween Halloween dies. dies. Is that next year or is that this year? I think that's this October. Yeah, it just feels like that's a lot of Halloween. Dang. It's kind of a Halloween overkill. But yeah. it's fine. Is it this? Now I'm not entirely sure. Was, it, was there one back-to-back? Yeah, there was one this past October that was Halloween Kills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see it. Prior to that, the other one was in 2018. So there was quite a bit of time, between, but that was because of, uh, whatchamacallit, Oh, Halloween ends 2022. Yeah. Ends. Halloween ends. That's it. Yeah, I, I keep saying dies. I, I think that would work better too. Better name. 
Yeah, probably. They should have called me. Yeah, it's this fall. Yeah. So, I mean, so, it, it, you know, although it doesn't really tie in because no. it's the old one, but it's, you know, this is the continuation of that. So, yeah. It'd be like if they did a Monsters movie or house this year, and they're like, it's not based on the new movie. It's, yeah, it's, ba- uh, <laughs> it's based on the show. Which I'd be more excited yeah. about, I guess. Uh, what did we go to recently? They were like, this felt like Horror Nights. Like, there was these sequence. Oh, uh, the Motley Crue concert. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's Motley true. Motley Crue had video presentations. <laughs> like, their show we went to is Motley Crue. It was supposed to be Poison. They canceled, but Motley Crue uh, and Def Leppard and Joan Jett. We went to that stadium show, and Motley Crue comes out to what feels like a pre-show video or pre-house uh, video where you know the emergency alert system starts to go off and there's like a cheesy newsman who's like there has been an invasion by a motley crew of individuals it was pretty fun and there's so much fog there's more fog there than anything i can imagine what's wrong you mentioned the monsters and i just wanted to look and see because that's says it's coming out this year as well i think so yeah I think Rob Zombie's playing us a little bit because, like, he just posted today, like, that wraps up filming in Budapest. But I'm pretty sure it's been wrapped for a while because the guy that's playing Herman posted a picture on Instagram, like, two weeks ago or a week ago that he was in Austin for some, or in Texas for some con and he had, like, a mustache and then sideburns. I meant to type in the monsters and I typed in the Muppets. So I'm trying to. Yeah. So, I mean, at least he's clearly been done shooting. Because he had full-on facial hair. And is the movie just those three? I mean, what like, do you mean? Like, where's Eddie and where's? Well, so that's the thing. Because uh, they have the, not in, said... in the trailer. You just see Grandpa, Lily, right, and correct. and Herman, and the pretty much the only two. The I mean, the only two major roles they have not announced are Eddie and Marilyn. Mm-hmm. We know who Herman is. We know who Lily is. We know who Grandpa is. He's announced every side character as far as I mean. Jorge Garcia from Lost is in it. Uh, so maybe it's like before they have one Eddie? Other, no, I, 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 I bet. Well, here's my theory. My theory is someone, there's a name playing Eddie. And there's probably a name playing Marilyn. And that's why we haven't heard them yet. It's weird. My guess, my theory he's, is he's they're being saved for last because there'll be names. And you said Butch Patrick. Butch Patrick who is Who played Eddie Munster. Who played Eddie Munster is now playing the list, I think, Tin Man or Metal Man, which is this like Tin Can Man, Tin Can Man that Eddie built. So you won't even see Butch Patrick. <laughs> it could be anybody. It's like, it's like uh, Kenny Baker in R two D two. Exactly. Like, oh. We just have to take Rob's word for it. I mean, they did fly Butch Patrick out to Budapest. We saw him on set, so at least he got a trip out of it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a good cast. He took a break from going to craft fairs and all night flea markets <laughs> with the Dracula replica. And he is everywhere. Oh man, he's everywhere. And God bless him. He's making a living. I've never met him. He, weirdly though, he's always around, but I've never, I've yeah, never interacted with him. I stood feet from and yeah. I admit, I was like, you're Eddie Monster. It's kind of yeah. cool and weird. Not I'm afraid. Um I'm not afraid. I'm nervous. Do that werewolf thing. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know what? Like I didn't realize Eddie was supposed to be a werewolf until much later in life than I should have figured. Well, because he out. had kind of a Dracula hair. He had Dracula and- hair, he never changed on the show. But he would go, he would howl. Yeah, I guess so. And he had the wolfy stuffed wolf Yeah, man. but I just thought that was weird. Okay. Because how does a vampire mother and a Frankenstein monster father make a werewolf you know, baby? I don't think there's a whole lot of... Of logic. Okay. There's, trust the science, Lois. A vampire. What, is she a vampire? Yeah, she's a vampire. Grandpa, Grandpa is a vampire. vampire. He's a Frankenstein. Although, ironically, Al Lewis was actually younger than Yvonne DiCarlo when they made that show. Which makes sense because he lived till like, yeah. I feel like a few years ago. Yeah, and she was in like the Ten Commandments. <laughs> In fact, she was there when they brought down the Ten Commandments. Yeah. 
originally and then reenacted it in the movie yeah uh yeah so anyway i i got off sold i was in the ten commandments the original yeah i mean uh, it's sort of off track sort of on track i guess no no i wanted to talk about it because i think it's something that it it to me plays into the halloween situation of i don't know why and i know that probably i'll get some heat for it if they had said they were making halloween the blumhouse halloween mm-hmm. i actually been kind of excited about it like i kind of thought i would because i did like that movie and we haven't really seen that era yeah uh, the newer version, and I kind of think of of newer tech and, and things oh, you can and do. and the finale yeah. of that 2018 Halloween, which, spoiler alert, if you're listening to this and haven't seen it yet, then obviously you don't want to, so I'm going to yeah. say what happens. It's okay. When they trap him in the basement and set the whole thing on fire, I mean, I don't know how they would do that in a house, but I'm sure there's a way. They kind of do it, did it in the second yeah. Halloween, because that's how yeah, Halloween yeah. 2 uh, there's a big fire, right? Okay. Halloween two. I, I didn't I think, go. Through, I don't remember. I think Halloween two ends in a fire in the hospital. Um, mm. I'll have to look that up. But I remember there being a sequence of yeah, he's. I think he's on fire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and well, then so they made like a burning. Right. Burning, and it was kind of cool. I mean, it's my biggest criticism of this new wave of Halloween movies is that that one was a perfect. That was a perfect place to end the whole thing. Yeah, it was really good. Just let her kill. I mean, it, let us see him die. And then you can just reboot the whole thing from the beginning. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. But if you're going to finish that saga, that was a perfect place to do it. And that now to do two sequels is, I mean, it's clearly a cash move. And it's probably. Yeah. And you tell me a lot of the cast didn't come. Like it just, it, or they kill off people. They and, kill off everybody in the second one. Yeah. I and, mean. And that's kind of a bummer. It's Jamie Lee Curtis is barely in the second one. Uh, she's in the hospital through the whole thing. So you just see her a couple times. She phoned it in. Laying in bed with. Um, Oh, what's the actor? The actor that was in like Armageddon, and uh, Bruce Willis. No, he's always like the buddy to like he's bu- the buddy to yeah, Bruce Willis. Uh, I I'm going crazy. He's you as soon as you see him, like Bruce oh my Willis. gosh, he's been in a billion. Ben movies. Affleck. No, he's an older guy now. Bruce Willis's friend in <laughs> Armageddon. It's like Will Patton, I think, is his name. Maybe. Uh, yeah, Will Patton. You got it right. Does he look familiar? I mean, it just says Will Patton. I'm oh, about I to look you at him. Up his face. Uh, vaguely, sure. Oh, come on. I mean, look at this. Remember the Titans? Oh, he was in the Forever Purge. I didn't see that one. The mm-hmm. Postman, Yellowstone, Armageddon, No Way Out. I've only seen one of these so far. Uh, remember the Titans? I've seen Gone that in 60 seconds. He was in the John Travolta Punisher movie. Oh, I did watch that. Mm-hmm. Shot that in Tampa, Florida. Did they really? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. The Mothman Prophecies. I was so pumped. For that Punisher movie. And I actually think I kind of liked it. I mean, it's it was a not second one unwatchable. I was, he was, that was the first Punisher. There was a, there there was a sequel, yes. so and that was, wasn't very good. There was the Punisher with Thomas Jane and John Travolta. And I liked that. That they completely made up the whole story mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. And Rebecca Romaine, I think she was a Stamos at that point. Was vaguely, in it? I vaguely Who's remember. To say? It's been a long time. I was in school. College. And then they did one called... The Punisher War Journal, which I didn't see, which I've heard people say is actually really good. But, like, I mean, like, the guy that played him was from some, like, HBO show or something that I'd never heard of. And then they made The Punisher. And then they made the series, which is probably the best. So, Although, honestly, um, the best Punisher representation we've had was Daredevil Season 2 on Netflix, which is now on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I liked that. That was The his- Punisher series was so heavy it was very heavy it it didn't play quite the same yeah i liked it but i still like it i don't think i could finish it because i just remember just being like this i have to be in the right mood for this man and john is berenthal uh bernstein bears berenthal bears (laughs) berenthal bears uh 
We got to get back on track. But yeah, let's. Uh... He's great, but he wouldn't. Be, I just was he wouldn't be my choice for the Punisher. My choice actually would have been Frank Grillo, who was in two of the Purge movies. Oh yeah, he'd be good. Brought it all home. Okay, carry on. Purge. We've seen it at Halloween Horror Nights lots of times. Yes. All right. Well, then we're not getting the Blumhouse Halloween. We're also getting the horrors of Blumhouse. Yes. For or the Blumhouse. Third time. Blumhouse or Blumhouse. Blum. We're still. It's, I've said Blum, and the people correct me. No, he's his name is Jason Blum. They say it's pronounced Bloom. Okay. Well, I know someone who works there, so. Well, maybe you should ask them. I will. I'm going to ask her right now. Just <laughs> say, is it Blum or Bloom that, that we get people harass us on the internet saying that? The horrors of Blumhouse enter the world of two horror masterpieces. Maybe. I mean, look, I don't know if they're masterpieces or not. They're probably great, but I feel like that's maybe a bit of a stretch. Uh, your Scream Squad will find yourself trapped between a frantic teen and ruthless serial killers she swapped bodies with in Freaky. Then you'll make a desperate escape in the dark basement of the grabber before you become his latest victim in the terrifying The Black Phone, which just came out. Like, it's in the theaters right now, The yes. Black Phone. Um, I will almost guarantee that I won't see these movies before Horror Nights. Freaky, as you explained to me, I may have seen, that was Vince Vaughn, right? Yes. And it's essentially Freaky Friday with a murderer, right? Yes. Sorry, I was texting my friend. Yeah, Hopefully she'll respond. Um, Bloomhouse. Works in the movies, a little busy. Sorry. Uh, I'll tell you this. I watched Freaky this past weekend, and I really enjoyed it. And I knew I would because it's the same director and I believe writer of Happy Death Day, which I really enjoyed. Very similar vibe. It's very silly. It's very funny. Vince Vaughn is very funny in this movie. Like, when he becomes, or, you know, spoiler alert, like you said, it's Freaky Friday, so he's a serial killer in a girl's body and a girl's. When the girl is in Vince Vaughn's body, he's very funny. He's way more, like, girly than she was even as herself, but whatever. And actually, I think the the actress is better when she's playing the serial killer than Vince Vaughn was playing a serial Ooh. killer. That was my biggest problem. I was texting a friend as I was watching it, I'm like, my biggest problem is at the beginning of this movie when Vince Vaughn is just playing this serial killer, the some random The Butcher or whatever, the whole time you're like, well, that's just Vince Vaughn. Yeah. I mean, he's wearing like black pants and a black T-shirt with a long sleeve T-shirt under. He's basically dressed like it's 1997 again. And uh, he, wear, he finds this mask hanging on the wall of a place where he's killing people, so he puts it on, and it looks ridiculous. It's too big for his head. Which is weird because he's got a pretty big yeah. head. Yeah, that's something, you know. And he's just kind of like walking. He he has the Vince Vaughn walk. <laughs> I mean, you're literally expecting him to tell somebody their money before he stabs. I, mean, I saw Vince Vaughn at Walt Disney World during COVID with his family, and you with a mask Vaughn. on, and, and it was, was like there he is. Yeah. Like it was, he's unrecognized. He has or a he's very he, he's distinctive, distinctive swag. Yeah, yeah. His look, his, he just has something yeah. that you know. There he is. And then we looked on. It's like yeah, of course. In social media, we saw. Yeah, that was definitely him. I mean, it. The, my only criticism is it felt like they put no thought into his character of the serial killer do you think it converts to a house does it make sense yes okay. oh yeah i mean the whole time i'm watching it i'm like well that'll be a c i mean there are some quality kills in this movie i'll give it that in fact that's the problem it's really funny and then that some of the deaths are so kind of brutal they're like oh i forgot this was a horror movie yeah, i wasn't prepared for that i kind of felt that way the early stranger things yeah like the first couple seasons of stranger things i would forget that there was this that it's going to get brutal at some point. stuff yeah. happening yeah and because i'd be like so enthralled which is like oh dustin is funny and they have this great chemistry mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden something horrible would happen i predict there will definitely be a, a, a scene involving a wine bottle okay and there will definitely be a scene uh we'll say in shop class um you can imagine there's a couple different yeah i mean i watched the movie going yeah that'll be in the house that'll be in the house um 
But I mean, I give the movie a thumbs up. I mean, is it classic cinema? No, but it's a lot of fun, and it's like Horror Night says it's a masterpiece. I think it's on Hulu right now for free. So it's all masterpieces. Or one of those. (laughs) Yeah, I watched it on. uh, I want to say Cinemax because we had like a free trial or something Mm. like that. So. And then the other one is the Black Phone. The Black which, Phone, which looks terrifying. Yeah, and neither of us have seen. I have not seen. Who's the lead in the Black Phone? Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Yeah. It's his third Blumhouse movie. Good for him. He's like having this like it's it's interesting. I was thinking about this the other day that Ethan Hawke, back in my day in the '90s, was like Mr. Alt film. Yeah, you know, before Sunrise. Yeah, before Sunrise. Reality, Reality Bites. Bites. Yeah, he was an artist. He was writing books. I loved him. You know, he was just this cool kind of above it all dude. And then he married Uma Thurman. Like wow, you know. And now he's kind of have this renaissance in horror, and and genre stuff. Like he did, he was in the first Purge, mm-hmm. not the first Purge, the original Purge, the Purge, which is really I think the only one I've seen, yeah. and I really liked it. I think at the time. And then he was in one of their other ones, not Insidious, but one of those like Monkey Sinister. Shine, Sinister. That's what it was. And then now he's in the Black Phone. So well, clearly cool. they must like working with him, and he, you know he's good. I mean, he was great in the Purge. He's a great actor. And then he's also, I mean, it's similar. He was just in Moon Knight on Disney Plus, and he's fantastic in that, taking what could have been very flat kind of two dimensional material and giving it a little more gravitas. And he's in a, a highly underrated 2018 rom com, Juliet Naked, which I really <laughs> loved. I don't think anyone saw it. No, nope. I think I am the only. Per- Me and my wife went, and I've I've watched it. Five times, probably. What's it called? It's called Juliet Naked. I've never heard of this. It, it, it's with, um, it was that sort of moment where Chris O'Dowd was like a, like gonna be our next big comedic oh, yeah. hero, and I really liked him a lot. And he plays like a '90s musician who disappears, but there's all these guys on like the internet who are obsessed with him. Wow. And it, it reminds me of my wife having to deal with my love of Kiss, and <laughs> and. This short story, uh, an album comes out of his that no one had ever heard in 30 years, and somehow she writes a review, he hears about it, and then this whole story kind of uh, unfolds. It Wait, is who's a, the singer? Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke's the singer. Yeah, yeah. I forget the character. What is Chris name. O'Dowd in this? He, the super fan. Oh, he's the super fan. He's okay. the super fan, and then she's like the girlfriend, and it becomes sort of like a. Uh, it, it's fun. It's oh. a fun, silly rom-com well it's based on a book by nick hornby who wrote high fidelity and about a boy which i love i had no idea so go home and watch this. this movie tonight <laughs> yeah totally. i mean Here's it's a picture of ethan hawk in a hawaiian shirt so i totally want to see this movie. it's a total chill he's wearing hawaiian shirts in like every <laughs> oh, yeah. picture he plays kind of like a burned out this is amazing i mean i love that this horror nights podcast i'm like y'all need to watch this one movie yeah. No one's seen. He's gotten. He's in three horror movies, one of which you'll see at a house. But let's watch. Let's this talk movie. about this movie. He got made. He's a swinging dude in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's I all like in it. England. It's on like a. It's just cool and. <laughs> well, uh, that makes sense because all of Hornsby's books yeah, are supposed he, to be in England. He's Tucker Crow is the name's character. The character. Tucker I didn't know Crow. there's a book. Now I want to go read the book. Yep. All right. Well, that's your. So I don't know Sundance I, Film Festival. I expect tip. a lot of scary mask. Action in that second half. Scary mask action. Because that's, I mean, the poster's him wearing that big smile mask thing that looks yeah. really terrifying. Kind of looks like, a little bit like the Joker and the Killing Joke. Yeah, the poster I saw, I was like, well, that looks cheese. And then the trailers I've seen look scary. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it, it does involve, he's like a child snatcher. Yeah, but but I've heard, that. I know, and that- but, You've heard he's redeemable. No, I, no, I did <laughs> no. not hear he's redeemable. But I, I, I heard, I, I've heard that they deal with it well in the movie so that it's not completely disturbing. 
Um, yeah. No more disturbing than the guy in front of me at the Minions movie who basically had his head between my knees for the whole movie. So I guess, you know, how bad can Oh, be? oh because he's recliner. Because he's his recliner reclined so far back, <laughs> and he was about the size of the big show. <laughs> yeah, so that was a pleasant. Yeah, for Gru. Yeah. And oh. your son did not wear a suit. He, they chickened they out. They didn't, gentlemen. And yet. I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't either. Last week, my son, who's 15, told me that he and a bunch of his friends were going to see the Minions movie because- we this universe, him, ties in. We okay. offered to let him come to uh, the Motley Crue show, but he was like, eh, it's a long night with, with adults, no thanks. Yeah. But, uh, Bunch of old men singing. He said, all my friends and I, were going to go see the Minions movie, and we're all going to wear suits. And I was like, oh, that's funny. That's kind of goofy. I like that. you know." And then they, I, I got home, and the stuff was laid out, but he didn't wait. They, they chickened out. Come to find out, they didn't even create this. It was like a thing. It's a TikTok trend. It was a TikTok. All teenagers everywhere were teenage boys going to see minions in suits. Yeah, they called them gentle minions. Gen- oh, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. I don't. Who, I don't know who's. I, I mean, it's funny. It's it a was funny a one idea. group did it, and then it just kind of spread. I, I will. I personally, I'll tell you that minions is fun, but not worth paying to see in the theater. It's like it, a theme park, whether right. you're wearing uh, a suit or not. <laughs> I saw it in 4DX, which hmm. is the. Uh, like going to a theme park ride. That might have been more worth it, except it cost twice as much. <laughs> for five of us, was like a hundred something yeah, dollars. It's, it's twenty five bucks a person. Yeah. Uh, but if you go see it in forty X, they do spray water at you and you shake mm. around the whole time. It was really fun. Uh, that yeah, that, I would agree with you on that. The Minions movie, my kids loved it. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about compared to, I really love the first Minions movie. I think it's an interesting story. I do like that they brought back, so like, I like the 60s kind of music in the first one, the 70s music yeah, in the new one. Yeah, true. I do like the music they bring into it. I think that's cool. And there's a lot of weird, like I said, there's a lot of, like, Peter Frampton references and Kiss references and stuff that gets thrown out sort of throughout the movie. Yeah. And I like that. Like, that makes me a little bit more interested in the story. But it's a very small story compared to the last one. Oh, yeah. And, again, we're reviewing Despicable Me movies. The kids loved it. So like you said, watch it at home. You're going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You may not want to drop... Because it'll probably be available at home, though it did insane box office. I mean, yeah, like this isn't it like the second highest opening on the Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, second or or maybe the first, second or first. It was yeah. uh, it was like 158 million or something. It's like insane. That. Uh, and yeah, that shows. I mean, shows that people are ready to go back to the theater, which I like, and that 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 what it does tell you is universal. Is I think we put less value clearly in the minions than the world does in the sense of we're like, do we need another thing? Clearly. The Minions and Despicable Me franchise is still red hot. I mean, like way this, more than I thought. This movie was supposed to come out during COVID. They've been sitting yeah, on 2020. it. 2020. Yeah, they've been sitting on it for like two years. I remember the toys being the, out in 2020. Yeah, the toys dropped in 2020, and they immediately went to clearance. Yeah. And I mean, the first Minions was seven years ago now. The first Minions or the first, first Despicable Minions. Me? The last Minions movie. Get out of here. No, because I looked it up. Maybe it wasn't seven. Oh, you Five know, it, I th- was it before Despicable Me three? My wife, what? Well, yes, my wife. That, okay, a, we were expecting sense. our twins, and I remember taking my son. You're right. Yeah. Good night. So that franchise has lasted. No wonder you're. I mean, your teenager is excited to see it because because he saw he's grown up kid. with these movies. Yeah. I look. I love the They're first Despicable Me, and yeah. I didn't. I remember when it came out. Uh, I was like, "What is this? Looks terrible. This is stupid. What are these little yellow things?" And now it's like, I love it. It's a great movie. I liked. The two sequels. I actually like the third one better than the second one, I think. The third one with Trey Parker. Yes. Yeah, I like the that 80s one. one. Yeah. The second one was with like the luchador yeah. guy that was supposed to be Al Pacino, and then he dropped out at the last minute. I I Maybe I haven't seen this. And then one. Benjamin Bratt played him. They're working a mall. No, he had no, an no. undercover cupcake store. <laughs> Gru did. Oh, wow. I've no. And they turned some of the minions I'm, purple. 
That doesn't. I remember the purple. Okay, minion. they were purple minions. Maybe I remember the toys of the purple minions. Probably. Yeah, I he vaguely was, remember yeah, that one. I remember was, the third uh, one, and I remember the Minions movie. The bad guy was like a luchador, and I forget what he what his purpose was. but And he kidnapped, or no, he hired Dr. Nefario, who turned all the Minions purple. Oh, Dr. Nefario plays a good character. I've gone really in deep. In this movie. Yeah. I like the way they Yeah, you get in. the origin of Dr. Nefario. Yeah. And he's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked it. I dug it. It was fun. Yeah. It's a fun movie. It's actually more, I mean, I can't believe we're talking about this, but it is more of a... Despicable Me, like I told you, prequel than it is yes. a sequel to the last Very Minions. much so. They probably should, yeah, it probably should have just been Despicable Me, Rise of Gru, but I think they know yeah, the money's I mean, in the Minions. Yeah, because Gru, Gru is like the lead character. Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. And I, here's what I'll ask you since we've gone down the Minions road. That's fine. Do you think they're altering Steve Carell's voice? They gotta be, right? Or is he just making that voice? I thought the whole time, like, maybe it's not him doing it. because it I sounds, knew it was him. It was him, but he, it sounds so young. Yeah, I but I maybe he just knows how to do it. He's just you know? doing that. He's just doing a younger version. But I'm of sure it. they're probably putting a little, yeah. little something, something like on. James Earl Jones in uh yeah in um, Kenobi. Like, but now yeah. here's the question. This is, ties it back to Universal. Does 150 million opening make you feel more like the odds are we are getting another Despicable Me thing in that building? Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. I really? think that we, as fans, have put and as adults have put less stock than what Universal knows is mm. in the Minions. Universal sees what the Minions money is. They see what it's doing. That means the merch has That's always true. been selling. That I mean, the fact that this movie opened so huge in a time when very few movies really open as big as this, mm-hmm. uh, specifically the fifth sequel or whatever it is of yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, and, and you could say that. I mean, you look at the Buzz Lightyear movie just a couple weeks before it tanked. Mm-hmm. And you could say that that was an offshoot. It wasn't... This movie wasn't Despicable Me. This was Minions. Yeah, it just confused And that movie was people. Toy Story, but it wasn't. But it was Buzz Lightyear, but it wasn't Toy Story. So there is a comparison there. Yeah, but imagine if they put a like a Gru movie where it was like Gru looked a little different. It was somebody else's voice. Like, well, this isn't the Gru you know. This was the other Gru. That, I mean, people the like, Hotel what Transylvania you, Four. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, Hotel Transylvania Four. Here's the guy from YouTube <laughs> who. Almost kind of sounds like Adam Sandler. I mean, good for him. So we just have him going, bah! <laughs> and <laughs> everybody else talks. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I have neither. I don't actually. I actually shouldn't be dumping. I don't know. No, I'm happy for that guy. Yeah, I've talked to that guy before. He's a good guy, and he. Uh, I'm happy he's got a. I just feel maybe, like it'd be cool to do that. It's like the guy who gets to be Ace. It's like Tommy Thayer and Kiss. He gets to be you know Ace Frehley. Yeah, time. it's pretty fun. Like I love the Minions. I'll write every Minion. Like if they built like an actual Minions dark ride in the in the vein of like Spider Man. Or Transformers. Could be really fun. With physical answer. I'd be all about it. But it's like, do we need two Minions attractions at the front of the park? Because then you're walking in and you're like, hey, I'm going to Universal. No, I guess I'm going to Minions Land. In California, at Universal. Well, they have like five feet of land. No, no. There is a gigantic Minion. Oh, yeah. That looks over the interstate. It's off the parking garage, right? But you see, like, you're just driving down. You can kind of see Hogwarts. You see this... Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like an LA landmark now. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is I think we've de- we've undervalued the minions. You're right. Clearly, the minions are big box office. The minions are destroying, and I think that will happen. I think you will see another minions attraction. Did you ever hear from your friend? Because I have an answer on the Blum Bloom. I don't think she responded. This comes up. It looks like quite a bit online. Of course it does. And people tweet them, and the answer is you were correct. Blum. They put it's Blum like Plum. And I feel like I heard him say that on, like, Nerdist or something once. Like, Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. It's like Fieri. Yeah. Like you're feeing. Even though it's spelled Fieri. It's like you're feeing Eddie. I always think I'm saying that. Yeah. You get so mad. But I think, you know, like, 
Remember on The Sopranos when Tony would say, like, the gabagool and the manigat? And it's like, it's manicotti. Yeah. <laughs> it's not manigat. Yeah, you know. I mean, even their name. It's just a thing. Was it soprano or soprano? Yeah, that's, that's true. I say soprano. You say, say soprano. soprano. <laughs> All right. Well, where were we? Horror uh, Nights? I th- yes. We, I, had, we started talking about Horror Nights once. Well, I think because, and this is what I said, I just think these announcements are, they're lacking a little... They're lacking a little pizzazz. They're lacking a little, like, I'm not that pumped. And maybe it's me. Maybe I'm old. Ah, I did on. think that. I did look at it and go, maybe I'm just the old man in the room now who's like, I don't know those Blumhouse movies. I Halloween I love, but I feel like I've seen it. And, and maybe it's just because that's it. Like, that's the announcements. It's been three houses. I mean, they really do need to get on the stick here. With a, a few weeks, and we're only weeks away. Yeah. I mean, it's getting to the point where it's going to have to be like one a week or just a big dump. Right. <laughs> just a big dump. Because let's say they've got eight weeks till the event, and there's, what, seven houses left that we don't know? Yeah. And all the scare zones. I mean, I and guess we can assume the weekend. Can't even, but they still, can haven't, assume. they still haven't announced it. Yeah. I think, I'm not sure. I thought for sure we'd get one yesterday or Wednesday. I mean, I'm look. I mean, we'll probably look at it. We'll probably get one on Tuesday. I have a feeling. Only teased. So you're look. We're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So you're nine weeks away from right now, or like eight and a half. Okay, so nine weeks for seven more houses plus scare zones. But don't they usually announce those on the day they announce the last house? Mm-hmm. So. But also usually they. I don't know, maybe I'm just There's wrong. usually a little time between the right. last announcement and the event, right? At least like two weeks, I would think, or at a least, couple weeks. Yeah, a couple two tree. Well, stuff starts showing up. And, oh yeah, that's true. You know, I they mean, start building things, and and the scare zones start showing up, and and there's always those guesses beforehand. I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic with this year's horror nights. I just don't know if it's right now. It's not doing it for me. It's just not a big draw because there's not much to get excited about. Now I do think I I swear, and now my brain tends to make up memories sometimes, but I swear I recently saw somebody posted a picture from Universal Orlando of the top of one of those nope signs like they built on the tram tour at Hollywood. Oh, did they? I don't know. I believe I saw that. So there's a good chance we're getting a nope house. When uh, does that come out? Is that already Soon. Out? Uh, yo, I think it comes out, like, maybe next week? Jordan Peele's latest so it's very horror? interesting. Like, uh, the, ex- the 21st. The extended trailers look very interesting. I still don't know what it's about. I mean, I know... Well, I felt that way with all of his movies. In theory, it's about aliens, but we don't really know what yeah. it's about. Um... So I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to make a house of that. I mean, what was the ha- the last one that he, he did that was a really cool Us. house? Us. I really liked that house, and I didn't even see the movie. I don't think. I did, and it was good. I just like uh, that it looked like you were actually in a home. Yeah, I didn't find Us scary. I just it, it's just sad. Um, that's new horror. New horror isn't scary. It's just sad. Yeah, it's just commentary. Well, now I can't find. I I swear I saw because you know that they they built. A new set piece for the tram tour of the movie Nope from the movie Nope, and there's a very specific sign of like a little like I think he's like a cowboy or like a prospector, and Mm -hmm. uh, I did see that you could see like the top of the head behind a tarp. I do like the name Nope. Nope Nope is a good name. Yep. Well, is there anything else? (laughs) There's not. There's. I mean, I I don't want to like. I feel like we're prematurely ending here, but. Not a lot to talk about. Not a lot to talk about, and that's a bummer. I really do feel like that's how I feel. That's the name, which I, I'm guessing is like a... I never want to be one of those people who's just like, man, you know, I'm bashing it. And I'm, I don't feel like I'm bashing it. 
I just feel like they haven't no, given us enough to get excited about. I know you're not bashing, and I do feel like we haven't gotten the big one yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm ex- everybody's excited about Universal Monsters, of course. But it's like a given. But it, yeah, I mean, now especially. This will be the third yeah. event in a row that's had a Universal Monsters connection. And great. Keep them coming. Um, but yeah, I don't feel like the original Halloween or even this Blumhouse one, I, those are not the big ones. You know, like if they had a Stranger Things 4, that's a big one. Yeah, and it seems like everyone loved Stranger Things mm-hmm. 4. I have not watched all of it yet. So, um, And I mean, there are just so many scenes where you're like, well, that'd be in the house. Yeah, it's a lot scarier than the other yeah. years. So, But I keep people keep saying online, well, Horror Nights and Netflix had a falling out. Horror Nights and Netflix won't work together anymore. Netflix won't give Horror Nights any more of their IP. Where's where's this coming from? Is there any verification? Is there any story that this happened, or are they people just speculating? Oh, I don't know. I've never seen anything in legitimate news sources. People just assume because say, they haven't done it. Yeah. Look, I'm sure it's not cheap. No, of course. And not. I don't know. Again, I'm always confused with those who's paying who. Yeah. Like, is Netflix paying to have their property featured, or are they licensing the property to feature it? Because I feel like when they made the pitch Black House, <laughs> that I feel like Universal got paid. Like, or I feel That's like true. when it's a newer movie, they're getting paid to put to put a even Saw. Like when they did the big promo for it, mm-hmm. there's some sort of mutual agreement. It's yeah. not a, we just license Ghostbusters and build the house, which I feel more like that's the case there. Ghostbusters wasn't like, Ghost Corps was like, we got to do it. I mm-hmm. feel like they were like, no, let's, it'd be fun to do that with The Shining. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are, I feel like, universal paying for the rights to do those. But when it's this other way with newer things, like in, even Stranger Things, when you're promoting, but I don't know. I mean, look at all the licensed m- merchandise, so... Yeah, I mean, you can actually buy a Surfer Boy pizza at Walmart and cook mm-hmm. it. Oh, really? Like yeah. a real cookie? In, in a real, in a real, a real pizza. Cookie? In the frozen food section, they have Surfer Boy pizzas. I think they're vegan or cauliflower. They egg waffles. They didn't have egg waffles. They have vegan chicken nuggets that are from some other place in the show that I don't even remember seeing, but it probably was there. I saw they had at Target, like a, one of those poppets that the kids use, and mm-hmm. it was an egg waffle. I'm like, ah. that's funny, but also the cheapest also thing makes you probably sense. can figure out. I know, there's like... Make it yellow. Put a Stranger Things logo on it. Done. Mm-hmm. $20. I don't know how much. Do you think that they 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 always meant to do call it Surfer Boy Pizza, or do you think they would have rather used, like, Pizza Hut and couldn't get permission? I feel like that. I mean, they use Family Video and all exactly. of these, like, That's other real brands. Why wouldn't you? Or find one, like Pizza Inn. Find one that was from the 80s that hasn't really. I think yeah. Pizza Inn still exists, but. Okay. Netflix, Stranger Things, Surfer Boy, Pepperoni, Frozen Pizza. So probably not vegan if it's pepperoni. It is at Walmart. Oh, I must have made up vegan. I think the chicken tenders or chicken nuggets are vegan. This pizza does not appear to be vegan. Speaking of 80s pizza, I don't know if we've talked about it here. But 80s Maybe we did pizza. talk about it. You can cut me off. Did. did we talk about Pizza Hut Classic? Uh, I don't think we talked about it on the show. I mean, we talked about it in real life. but Yes, of course we did. So <laughs> if you may not know this, if you grew up in the 80s and 90s, Pizza Hut in store, in restaurant Pizza Hut, was just the place to be. I mean, it was amazing. And there's a lot of nostalgic factors there, whether it's the chandelier, Tiffany-style chandelier. Big red cups. The big red cups, bucket, the pizza buffet. Get you a pitcher Salad bar. Oh, it was the greatest thing in the world. Well, now Pizza Hut, over COVID, actually has allowed some of those new, and they've remodeled them like in the early 2000s or maybe the late 90s, mm-hmm. to this sort of like, remember the Pizza Hut logo they just abandoned? It was like the squiggly one. Now they've gone back to the original logo. Squiggly one. You know, it's kind of like, it was cool. Hold on a second. Hold up. 
Pizza Hut's logo until like six months ago. They went just went back to the original. Well, when they back to the original, they've now allowed Pizza Hut's to open as Pizza Hut Classic, which is a replica of what they used to look like. And there's like 40 of them. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that. They changed that stupid logo, didn't they? It was a stupid logo. Yeah, it was like it was like everything was slanted. It's been changing for a while, it appears. But I like the original. Go right back to the red roof on the black mm-hmm. lettering. And they've done that if you get pizzas now from Pizza Hut, which I did for the first time in a while because, free plug, outside the Airbnb is a Pizza Hut, and uh, it comes in the old brown boxes again. Bro, I'm getting Pizza Hut tonight now. Just... Pizza Hut is shockingly good. It's it's good for Pizza Hut. It, it, it tastes just, like Pizza it Hut. It tastes like Pizza Hut. And it still it tastes, tastes like, like Pizza your childhood. Hut. It tastes like would, memories. Yeah, you get the deep dish, not the deep dish, mm-hmm. pan, Pizza Hut pan pizza. Have you seen, there's a whole documentary series, I think on Hulu, called The Food That Made Us. Yes. They did a whole one on pizza, and they talk about how Pizza Hut started. They didn't even know how to make pizza, so yeah. they made, like, bread, garlic yeah, bread. They made, they with made sauce it with French bread. A French bread French with sauce bread, And they're like, we- And people are like, we love this. <laughs> to appeal to Midwesterners. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, it, that's what it was. It was, it was, yeah, The Food That Made Us. So it's called, it's not The Food That Made I Us. I think it's, it's The Foods food. That Made Us. But it might be The like Foods US. That Made America. Maybe it's The Foods That Made America. Is Adam Richmond? Produced it, I think. Yeah, but he's, he's not on it. He is on it. He's, he, is? he is like a commentator. I've been wrong on everything so far. He's a commentator, but they do. Oh, is that him? Well, like, I don't think he's the voice, but he's, oh, okay. he's like, they cut to him because they tell the story through reenactments. Oh, maybe and, right. oh, yeah, yeah. And through interviews. I, you're right about that. And actually, one of our friends who was in my movie, as Dreamers Do, plays the head of Domino's. Or no, I think he may play, play head of Pizza Hut. Plays one of them. Uh, and we watched that one, and it's a really good one. That's Pizza Hut versus Domino's. Mm-hmm. And they tell that whole story. And it is pretty fascinating. It does make you feel like everything you've been told is a lie. because It's it, the food right. that built America. We were completely wrong. What did I say? I, I think don't. I said that. Oh, you might have. I think you yeah. said the food that made, made America. Made America, maybe. Yeah, okay. Whatever. It is a, it was a, what's it on now? It's on a streamer. It's from the History Channel, but oh, now Hulu, it is on, well, this just says History Watch for free. But I think it's on other things. I think too. it was on Hulu and on Discovery. It's on Hulu. I swear I was, oh yeah, Hulu. Here it is. Fil- watch the food that built America. It's, it's very interesting. My not, kids, or my son, my, my daughters, but my son loves this series. Really? He finds it fascinating. <laughs> and they've done Burger King and McDonald's. and Well, it's got kind of an unwrapped feel to it. Mm-hmm. It's like a cross between unwrapped and drunk history because you've got yeah. people reenacting stuff. And they're, they're very dramatic. They're yes. so dramatic that you're like, they come into the storms into them. And we got to make pizza and better. the sets are terrible. They, oh, yeah. I mean, they're so cheap. It looks cheap. like a soap opera. Yeah, the pe- the first pizza hut looks like a church basement <laughs> in this or something. I don't know. It Story is pretty room. rough. And it's fun, though. It's worth a watch. That one was yeah. the, is by far, I think, the best one. There's also a Chip War one. Like, yeah. A Chip War? I think it's Pringles and Ruffles or something. Not I don't the Cola Wars? Lays and someone. <laughs> uh, it wasn't a movie that had the fast food. Oh, Demolition Man. Did you ever see that? I don't even think I've seen the whole movie, but with Arnold Schwarzenegger no, or with Stallone, Stallone and Wesley Snipes, early mm-hmm. '90s. I can see the poster, and there's a, and that's about it in my head. The, one of in the movie in the future, there was actually a fast food war, and Taco Bell won. <laughs> and so Taco Bell is like a fine, like now you go to Taco Bell and sit down and <laughs> order and man, stuff. I haven't given different demolition man any I'm love. You, it was ahead of its time. Sandra Bullock before she was anybody. Mm-hmm. This came, it came out right before Speed, I think. Because Speed, which I watched last night, still holds up incredibly well. The Minions movie reminds me of that most recent Sandra Bullock movie. Uh, the Minions? No. <laughs> no. Oh, the the adventure one with like, Harry Potter? Like, it was fine. You yeah. know, it was it was an enjoyable 90 uh, minutes. My, uh, what's that called? The Lost City? The Lost City, yeah. I will say that that movie is just fun to watch for the fact that I'm like, how much fun did they have on this set? Yeah, it's fun. And they he, shot it during COVID. You can tell it's shot on a soundstage. There's some shocking violence. When they're in the jungle, <laughs> it looks like they're walking through the Jungle Cruise. 
I mean, and with these big painted sets behind mm-hmm. him and stuff. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, but I'm glad I didn't go see it. The oh, God. If I'd I'm, seen it in theater and paid $100 <laughs> for my family to see it, I'd want to shoot That's what it reminds me of, of, the, uh, yeah. of the Minions. Like, it's just... That's kind of how I felt about the Marky Mark and, and Spider-Man one, which is now streaming yeah. already. Yeah, it's a nice three-star. Like it's seemed, a, that seemed to just come and go real fast, too. I saw that in the theaters, and I really liked it. Did but you? it is that same kind of, it's an adventure movie. It's yeah. fun. Your kids will like it. I like you called it Marky Mark, Mark and Spider-Man. It's like, <laughs> it's it's like probably, the most old man way to put it. Probably a lot it's probably Marky fun. Mark and Spider-Man <laughs> in this movie, man. Yeah. That's, I want to see that just because there was Uncharted. A, there was that Walt, Mark Wahlberg reality show on HBO that took they started shooting right before COVID, and then, like, you see him, he's leaving to go shoot Uncharted, which he's been apparently was trying to get made for years. He was supposed to play the Tom Holland the part character, when yeah. he first got attached, and he got so old he had to play the older character. Yeah. My only criticism of that movie, and it was a very small criticism, but I thought it was interesting, is in the video game, the guy's catchphrase is, oh, crap, mm-hmm. every time. Wow. They you say, oh, crap, once or twice, and then they switch it to, you know, the more explicit version of that. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, man, that was like his fun catchphrase. The fact that it wasn't this, like, obscenity. But, I mean, that's, was the, just that's so... his catchphrase? Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, crap. Yeah. Oh, darn. Because he's kind of like a kid. Like, in, oh, okay. in the, in that's the, true. You know, he's not a kid, but he's young. Is he supposed to be young in the game, too? Yeah, I think he's young. Oh, in his 20s. I don't think he's like a, He's not like a Well, like kid. Tom Holland in yes. his 20s. Hmm. Well, that's the, how you know there have been no announcements. We yep, just talked Uncharted, about Uncharted. The Halloween. Will it make a good the Halloween Lost Horror City. Nights? The Lost City. Both of those would make good houses. I'll tell you what would make a good house is that uh, that uh, Doctor Strange uh, oh, yeah. picture. That was a haunted house. On Disney Plus. When, when spoiler alert, skip ahead a couple minutes, when Wanda's chasing them through, I don't even know what that place was. Yeah, she's a zombie eyes, or whatever. You can just see her, the lights of her eyes and stuff. I was like, this is awesome. I hate and, it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> what's-his-face was a zombie for the last 20 minutes of the movie. Right. Oh, like, yeah. With holes in his face and things. I think you said it right. As a Sam Raimi a great movie, Sam Raimi that movie's a lot of fun. It's not a good As a Marvel, Marvel movie, movie, I I could not have hated it more. And I was just like watching this going, I can't believe that the Walt Disney Company greenlit this movie <laughs> yeah. and I, let it be made. I like feel this. like it it under it, it undoes so much to that Marvel universe that makes no sense to me now. But I'm gonna let it slide and go see Thor and hope, you know, all things are Yeah. Well Thor I feel like it's another it's a Taika Watiti, so they're like, let him do whatever he wants to. Every person that I know who's already seen it and posted a review has said it's a lot of fun, it's extremely funny, doesn't really have a lot of impact. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but Inside the Magic probably said it it rewrites everything that you ever knew. <laughs> really? In pa- no, I'm saying they probably did. It's probably paragraph eight. Mm-hmm. You have to like, it's like I've already seen six ads. Tell me what it did. Oh. Oh, one of oh. You know, all of their articles now are like Yeah, you get three sentences and another ad and another (laughs) Another, And then finally you get to what you want in paragraph five, and you're like, oh, so this was Tokyo Disneyland. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Every time it's like, Disney decides to close Mm -hmm. famous attraction. Click at Disney Sea, they have decided to close. Man murdered right outside (laughs) Walt Disney World. You find out it's some guy in Claremont in a car accident. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how it feels like that whole Mm -hmm. lot. Sorry. Anyhow, Inside the magic. Slow news week. Month. You ain't Ricky no more. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't Ricky no more. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. It ain't Ricky no more. It's yeah. like a bluegrass song. All right. You going to go on the Disney Wish? No. All right. That answers that. And it's like everyone we knew was was on the Disney Wish. Well, yeah. 
every vlogger and you yeah. and whatever, but I don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. oh, here's a cruise ship. Cruise line does great. I mean, it amazes me that post COVID that the cruise industry is like, no, we're gonna go bigger and better. I know, because even me, like someone who is like, I'm over stuff and I'm ready to move on in my life. My wife was like, we should do a cruise, and I'm still kind of like, <laughs> nah, we should. And not even really from getting COVID as much as I'm like, there's still the restrictions, and there's still oh, like, that's true. You're testing before, like the idea of oh, going. My anxiety getting to the getting to the port, oh, testing, it. and being positive, and realizing the headache of now having to figure out what to do. What to do? How do you get your money? Can you get? How do you money? get home? I'm sure you have to buy the insurance now. <laughs> you can't go get on a plane. No. You got now. You're stuck. That's and a good point too. <laughs> it, it, I can feel it happening, and it drives me insane. Just that that, that concept, and not that I want people getting on board who are sick. No, I of don't, course not. But the idea of that happening, specifically at a time where... Yeah, what are you supposed to do then? Then you have to go find a hotel room to quarantine in for a week or whatever it is? Rent a car and drive home? Or I don't know. Drive home. Yeah, and rent a car if you feel fine, Yeah, which is still like you're putting the rental car I mean, in the likely, risk. The likelihood is most people who test positive were like, oh, I just bought a plane ticket and flew home. Because, I mean, it's, we're just being honest, it's probably what's happened. Well, I'm sure, but it sucks. It sucks. It do- no, and it's terrible. <laughs> it's you terrible. don't want that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, because, I mean, <laughs> I mean how would... What do you do? Yeah, it's true. I know people who live in Orlando that that's happened to, and they just they turn around, they go, go home. That's a different story. It's still incredibly disappointing. If you had to fly to Orlando, drive out to Cocoa Beach or whatever it is, and then you find out you can't get on, is that where it leaves from? The one, yeah, or if anyone in your family tests positive, and your yep. whole family can't get on. Ah, get your kids leaving there. No, no, they won't let they don't let you on. Oh, that's right, you've been exposed. Yeah, so I think that that will hopefully, when that gets when we get to the point where that has been relieved, then I'll I'll consider. Cruise ship. My wife did say she almost booked us on the train cruise for our anniversary this year, mm-hmm. but she said the Kiss cruise, and I was oh, like, "You got so excited!" I was like, "That's the sweetest thing anyone's ever done." And then she's like, "Did I say Kiss? I meant the train cruise." And I'm like, <laughs> "She shouldn't oh. even correct." She I mean, I love train. Herself, like Train is my favorite bands, so I'm I'm an I'm a I'm an unabashedly trainiac. Like I'm a fan, but I got more excited. Well, of course. But I thought like, oh, she's doing something for me. Like we're going on the Kiss cruise. I'm telling you, I had so much fun watching Motley Crue. I wish they would do a cruise. Then I might the go Motley Crue. I mean, the, it the writes mo- itself. Oh gosh! <laughs> it's just a- I mean, come on, will you? Yeah, they can play sixty thousand seater. I don't think they need it. No, you're right. Then Kiss doesn't need it. No, do they? No, but they love making money. Doesn't Kiss pack in as many people as Motley Crue? They're not doing a stadium. They're doing. Uh-huh. A, they're doing a half size arena a lot of times. Oh, Kiss is the best band at like portraying an image of just like. They're enormous. We're the biggest band and in the I world. And I still think, I mean, as much as, I mean, they are, in the sense of they're classic rock, you know, icons, but they do a really good job of marketing that. Well, band. yeah. Because the hardcores are still, like, a few thousand of us that are, like, not a few thousand. Let's say a hundred thousand that are, okay. like, just hardcore in. Mm-hmm. And the rest are people like, oh, well, I'll hear a few songs I know. Let's go see Kiss. Mm-hmm. Like, when they came on the End of the Road tour, first time, Bridgestone Arena sold out. Then the next summer, they played Lexington, like, two hours away, and it was, like, a smaller arena and yeah. Apple, you know. Well, and you told us last time that was it. <laughs> now you're yeah. back. That's also and now they've just announced they're adding a hundred shows to the end of yeah. the tour. So all right, well, let's wrap up. There's it's nothing more exciting. Tour. We will be back when there are new announcements. I will be more excited when there are new announcements. I just got back from Orlando a couple weeks ago and I was there for two weeks. I'm excited to go back. I didn't get I only I only went to Universal. I will say though. I'll end with this. I went to Universal Orlando and uh went to AEW dark professional wrestling taping for all elite wrestling and i got to go back to stage 19 where we 
shot the show I worked on Nickelodeon's where Nickelodeon Studios was. I got to go back into Nickelodeon Studios. Now, sometimes that happens for Horror Nights, but to see TV being taped, some of the old crew, it was a very cool experience. If you are in the Orlando area, you love pro wrestling, I would highly suggest tickets are, are usually free or very close to free, and they go really quick. I'm thankful to our friends at AEW for helping me out there, and we went and had an absolute ball and it's a really fun experience, like a three or four hour tape. We saw 25 matches in three hours, which is insane. And they just they shot three, yeah. three episodes of television, four episodes of, of full length of AEW Dark. Uh, and it's at Universal and it's free and you should go if you like pro wrestling. It's cool. It's honestly cool to be back in the sound stages where they shot a lot of these classic shows. Like, you know, all of the old, all the old Nick shows were all shot there. Mm -hmm. And to just be able to use those bathrooms that still have the slime tile, you know, it was kind of fun. There was something <laughs> about it that just, it warmed my heart. It warmed my heart. It was fun. Now, even with these dark shows, do they still do, like you told me, the WWE does, where they come out and change the mat on the ring between matches? AEW doesn't as much. They don't really do that. Uh, they did. They changed the turnbuckles a couple times for sponsors. Mm -hmm. And what was pretty cool is at the end of the show, uh, they made a, they kind of made an announcement. Tony Khan, who runs AEW, was like, hey, they know there's a lot of kids here, and they've sat through four hours of television taping. We want to do them something special. We're going to send me and a few of the top names are going to come around and take pictures and autographs for oh, cool and they, they were like we'll get the adults too they're like, but we're doing this for the kids mm. and that was a really cool thing for my son and i ran into a few listeners that were there wink wink uh and uh <laughs> saw some <laughs> saw some listeners and it was and that was fun so i liked that that was a, it was a good time i would suggest you go if you're in uh the orlando area you love pro wrestling and right outside the gates i went to super saiyan a dragon ball themed uh restaurant restaurant <laughs> which is right next to my old apartment what's it called super saiyan Super Saiyan. It, in Dragon Ball, you go Super Saiyan. Oh. And it's like, ah, you get powers. Oh, Super okay. Saiyan. This is soup. S-O-U-P-A. Oh. Super Saiyan. Oh. And it's a Dragon Ball themed, like noodles and ramen. and. Okay. Uh, oh, that'd be cool. The line was huge. Yeah. People line up for this thing. It was really good. It was really good food. And then they're opening the Super Shop next door, which is going to be a Dragon Ball. So they have pho. I think they did. Because we had pho recently for the first time. I had one that was just like all the stuff that would usually be on ramen, mm -hmm. in ramen, but instead of ramen noodles and broth, it was fries. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So it was like the meats and the onions <laughs> and everything that in it, but like, but then almost like a poutine. It was awesome. Yeah. It was great. And my son got that the Japanese soda that you pop the- Oh, well, okay. Pop I've the pearl. Those. This is off topic, but our, the, there's a Mexican restaurant near my house that just added a thing to their menu that's basically- Everything you'd want on nachos, but on French fries. And I'm like, why have I not ordered that yet? Yeah. It feels very like... It feels like you're going to die. Yeah. It, it feels like I've given up. It's placating up. to the white Midwesterners I've, that yeah. I feel like they're it's like, like, you know... I have given up on ever yeah. riding a Harry Potter ride again, and I'm going to eat these fries. <laughs> I like that's the barometer. I mean, for yeah. me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and everything, I'll, through the rest of the year, I, I'll just be fat. But when these, <laughs> as we're getting closer to September, I'm like, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> I got to get in Forbidden Journey I shape. Yeah, or I'm going to have a forbidden journey. Yeah. Oh, hey, I don't know what that Off means. Off the ride, oh, yeah. back down. Oh, so sad, journey. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up. Uh, that's going to do it for this week on Scare Zone Halloween Horror Nights podcast. And until next time, and as always, wait, we didn't do the plugs. Plug oh. what you want to plug. Oh, uh, oh you got stuff to plug, too. <laughs> well, actually, so my book, Emily Moonlight, uh, has been... Amazon's been offering it like they've been offering a lot of sales. A couple weeks ago, it was ten bucks. Do you control that? No, <laughs> I have nothing like, to do with it. Do you get money? Still I assume it's coming out of my end too. But I know. listen, I don't care if you, if they if you see a price like that jump. I mean, it's only fifteen dollars regularly. But like yesterday, the day before, it was thirteen for a 
Physical? For, for the physical, physical paperback copy of Emily Moonlight, which is my horror adventure uh, novel. Uh, it's a ton of fun. I mean, it was written by a diehard Horror Nights fans, and I think you'll feel a lot of that in it, as well as my other book, Marrow. Uh, and these are both under B. Andrew Scott. So if you're looking for them and, you know, if you're looking under my name, you may or may not find them, but, you know. Uh, and then also, yes, uh, I have rebooted Ears of Steel, the podcast. Appreciate you coming over and taking a listen. It's We're talking everything uh, Disney parks and Universal parks. We've, we've, we've decided we're going to cover both. Uh, I have a co-host now, which I never had before, my friend Corey, and uh, we're having fun. We're getting a lot of great feedback. And you never uh, had on that show, on this show, and on other shows, you had a co-host. Come on. Well, I, okay, for Ears of Steel. Okay, there you go. Although, technically, I did, because I had a producer did, who kind of yeah. became my de facto co-host yeah. as well. Uh, we didn't know anything about Disney, so I could actually explain things, but that's... Uh, yeah. That you can find on all your favorite podcasts. On all, wherever, even Spotify. I finally figured out... How to submit that I wasn't doing something right because my friend Gary in the UK was constantly like, why is it not on Spotify? And why? it gets approved like in a second on Spotify. Oh, I mean, it's now they're, yeah, it's like, now I'm like Spotify's favorite. Just so. don't play music. Okay. I know. Spotify will rip it down if it notices there's a significant amount of music. I wouldn't say there's a significant amount of music. The the theme yeah. music, the, the end, the, I have <laughs> well, permission. We can talk about it after. I have permission. Yes. From the songwriter, but it is music, so I whatever. They have a, um, because they're a music platform as well, they're trying to work it they out. They have to be kind of, yeah. They, they will, it's fine. They've, they've booted some of my friends' rock podcasts that play songs even with permission because it's like they can't track oh, it. Oh, interesting. I should check that, but yeah. But as far as I know, like I haven't gotten notified of anything, so. It's not like the old Airs of Steel where it was just like, here's six songs. Yeah, I know. So, all right. And for me, if you're looking for a great place to stay, I just got back from there. Uh, come stay with us at the world-famous Airbnb Got some availability for Horror Nights weekends right now. Go to Airbnb.com. We're taking reservations. It is a five-bedroom, seven-bed layout. Uh, it sleeps up to 10 people, and it probably costs you about the same price as for one small room at a Universal or Disney resort. So check it out at Airbnb.com, and always reach out to me. And get free water park access to water park there. It's pretty good. So until next time, and as always, your eyes closed, your ears open, and we'll see you at Finnegan's.